I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Happy New Year. You're listening to Syrupcast Lounge Radio coming straight to you from Zed Lounge in the shadow of Dynex. What's good, internet? Uh, this is episode 154 of the Syrupcast. I don't know why I did that intro, but I just felt like it. I uh, loved it. Uh, so we're recording this week's episode on January Thursday or Thursday, January 11th. Oh, God, I can't even get the dates right. Uh, the Syrupcast is a podcast, of course, devoted to fostering intelligent and fun uh, and sometimes funny discussion related to the Canadian tech and telecom ecosystems. I can't even read today. 2008 just start or 2018 <laughs> excuse me time doesn't matter time doesn't matter it doesn't exist if you've watched arrival as our uh boss ian likes to quote spoilers spoilers um this week i'm joined by old reliable patrick O'Rourke. what's up not too much how are you pat i'm good i'm good i'm healthy mr healthy now i'm i'm happy to hear this new you new year yeah exactly. uh rose bihar rose how are you Oh my gosh, I thought I was going to get new reliable or rose gold or something, but I feel like our relationship has just become very <laughs> it's formal. Deteri- yeah, it's Rose Bahar. Um, I'm good though. Sorry, I used all my creativity on the intro. Uh, we have fresh with a new beard, a new life. I Josh- was going to say new year old me, but I'll, I'll take new beard. Yeah, now a mercenary, no longer... Well, still with the National Post in some ways. Yes, former tech editor at the National Post, but now just a, a freelance guy. I just write for lots of people and appear on lots of things, such as mobile syrup. So what you're saying is, actually, that's uh, the joke I was about to make was not tasteful, so I'll just avoid making it. Um, <laughs> it was related to House of Cards, but anyway. Find the uncut version of this uh, podcast to reveal the joke. No, I know the joke. we don't have you're that. Yeah. Um, Exclusively on SoundCloud. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> So we've been uh, away for two weeks, I think, at this point. Uh, who knows? Time doesn't exist, as we uh, as we just discovered. Uh, but we what we wanted to talk about was the recent Apple, uh, let's call it, I don't know, what would you call it? Controversy? Fiasco. Fiasco, Ooh. one might say. Someone um, has a thesaurus. I do. I, I do at least once or twice a day. Go to thesaurus.com <laughs> and look up a word. That's good. Okay. I'll freely admit that. Um <laughs> So, Pat, do you want to lay the groundwork for us? What happened? Sure. Um, so, reports started to emerge on Reddit that, uh, I guess it was developers were, were testing. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think that's right. Developers were testing uh, various models of the iPhone and noticed that uh, after they'd been in use for a couple of months to a year, the processors would be significantly slower. And I think in some cases, they were between 25 and 30% slower. Um, so, these reports came out. Uh, a lot of people just passed them off as nothing. Mm-hmm. whatever this is just like examples of phones that aren't working properly um but then apple uh tried to get in front of the whole thing um and kind of revealed that yes we do throttle our devices the processes of our devices this is a thing we are doing uh don't you remember we told you about it mm-hmm. uh was kind of the way they presented <laughs> it 
Um, Did they actually ever tell like explicitly? Not really, but like yeah. you could kind of get it from the tone of how they wrote it. Yeah. Um, and, and they did sort of, but not really. I, I can get into that later. Uh, yeah. So so they throttle devices uh, that have batteries in them. Obviously, every iPhone has a battery, so they they're throttling devices that are a couple years old to prevent batteries from um, degrading or the quality of the battery getting to a point where it's not powerful enough to pro to to uh, power the processor when it's under a significant load. Mm-hmm. So anyone who has an iPhone, uh, not an iPhone, an Android device um, that's a couple years old knows that like sometimes it just shuts off for no reason and you don't really know why. Um, that's because they're not doing this thing that Apple's doing where they're, they're throttling the processor. So in order to make a device more reliable, Apple throttled it, uh, which I controversially think is pretty intelligent like I, I would rather have a device that works all the time that's a little bit slower um i think battery quality is like an industry-wide issue not just an apple problem uh but what i do think people should be mad about is that apple didn't tell them that's where i see the issue i don't see the problem that they're doing it i think people that buy apple products expect a certain level of quality and reliability and that's kind of what they did but i don't think that they adequately notified consumers that this was something that they were doing um and i think that that's why people should be mad but in most cases that's that's not the case. Like I saw all kinds of mainstream headlines that were just like Apple slowing down your phone so that you go buy a new phone. But that's not really what happened. Mm-hmm. That wasn't telling the whole story uh, to a certain extent. Right. So let's start to unpack that. Um, Josh, what do you think? Let's from the beginning, like what do you think of their initial decision to even throttle the devices? I, I think it's fair. And if you think about Apple and how they do iPhones, they very much like to control the whole experience. So it makes sense for them to do something like this if it means, you know, it saves, frankly, other news stories of my iPhone 6 randomly shut off. You know, so I, I think getting ahead of it that way and, and, and having their batteries, um, you know, degrade and therefore having the need to slow down the operating system totally makes sense. Uh, but as Patrick says, I do think it should have been kind of more clear. And frankly, you know, if you're more clear out of the gate, you can brag about it. Like we have the technology yeah. that does this because it is useful. And, and again, it makes sure that the entire user experience is is solid, even if you have a whole, you know, older device. Um, and I know people have talked about it in the past for years and saying, oh, you know, iPhone or Apple slows down the iPhone to get you to upgrade. And they would say, no, 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 we don't. And technically that's true, but if they're saying that, no, no, we don't do that, but they leave out the fact that, well, they do actually slow it down for other purposes, I think that was misleading. Yeah, uh, true, and I yeah. think that's more what where I would say the anger should be rightfully, you know, um, placed. Because frankly, like, I have had them say that to me too, where it's like, no, we don't do this. And, but, and not necessarily the people that told me knew what they were doing, but Apple as an organization was slowing down phones, but for a different reason. So I think there was like blurred lines there. And I think that's kind of where the, for me anyway, the root of it all is that comes down to is just the transparency wasn't there. Uh, and Apple's, you know, a, a secretive company. So, I mean, maybe we shouldn't be surprised, but I think in this case, there wouldn't, there's, there's no harm in telling the public. So it's good that they're doing it now, but frankly, I think they took too long. The other mm-hmm. fascinating thing was like there was a bunch of very pro Apple journalists and personalities that came out um, defending defending it in like a different way than I was. I think they they were saying like oh Apple did tell you you just didn't look. It was like in the update notes, um, kind of alluding to what it was doing, but didn't didn't actually say explicitly right. uh, how the process would work or like the benefits of it or anything like that. So I, I always when I when I was reporting this the story's kind of done now. 
Um, but I, I kind of saw that as like a non a non issue. Like they a notification needed to pop on your phone that like, hey, your battery is messed up. Mm-hmm. We're gonna slow your device down so that it still works. That's yeah. that's all that needed to happen. Um, and then I think the other argument that's valid is like maybe make it optional. Like maybe I, to some extent, I think that goes against what Apple stand like what their ethos is and what they stand for in terms of having reliable devices. Um, but I mean that mm-hmm. that should have been at least something discussed was like. Maybe we should make this an optional thing that, like, if you don't mind your phone occasionally shutting off, that's cool. Mm. But we're going to let you know that there's something wrong with your or, battery. Or tell the geniuses at the Genius Bar that this is what happens. Yeah. So when yeah, customers yeah, yeah, yeah. go with that's their phone and say, hey, my phone seems to be slowing down, yeah. they can say, well, we do that intelligently because blah, blah, blah. As opposed to, like, maybe the geniuses didn't even know. We don't know how deep it went. But as opposed to them just saying, like, oh, I don't know. Like, there's nothing wrong with your phone that we can see. I think the one thing that drove me crazy about it was, like, so the same people... That don't really fully understand what's happening that are freaking out over their phones being slower would be freaking out even harder if their phones were constantly shutting off all yeah, the time definitely um and i think that's something that uh like the general population didn't really realize because they didn't understand what was happening because uh, so many outlets just reported it incorrectly yeah agreed um so rose do you think apple um did enough to handle this situation um and I guess a follow-up to that is, why do you think they didn't disclose this earlier? I mean, it's interesting. Like, it's sort of, it's a choice that they made for consumers, and that's my issue with it. It's sort of almost unethical in a sense, although, I mean, I guess that's a debate about whether reducing the the uh, the ability to output the, the best performance um, is is unethical. Um, and it's not unlike them to have done that, but like they've they've done that with uh, throttling Qualcomm chips versus Intel for modems and reducing the overall speeds that that all of their phones can reach. Um, I don't necessarily agree with that. I, I don't think it's. I think maybe Pat probably hit on something where it would be ideal if you could make it an optional thing. Although I'm sure the technicalities behind that would be very I, difficult. I, I know we talked about it, and I was like, I yeah. I think in a perfect world, it being optional would be great, but I don't think that it would work in the way that they have it designed if it was optional. We talked about it like a couple of weeks yeah. ago, I think. In terms of did they do enough, um, I think the way that they they handled it subsequently with the uh, the battery reduction, the reductions of battery um, replacements, I think that was good, and I think that's just about as much as you owe customers. So I think that they they responded adequately to my mind and also in a way definitely responded with i think less arrogance than they might have shown in the past a little much uh, a little bit more um heartfelt apology you know yeah. like they really did apologize for this so i think that's kind of intriguing and it sort of seems to me like a bit of a new attitude for apple i'm not sure if you guys agree i totally agree with that like you normally They'll normally deny it for quite a while before maybe eventually giving in. But this, they were very transparent, and I, I think they handled it really well um, at face value, like you know, considering the time and everything. But I think they were very, very honest once it went out. Um, bigger issue: Do you think this is somewhat of a sign that we kind of need to go back to phones that have replaceable batteries, or at the very least, these services need to be made more uh, available and cheaper to consumers? I mean, I a lot of people brought up that battery replacement argument. Um, I mean, I was the guy who had a BlackBerry Curve with like three batteries. 
I would, mm-hmm. I would just like swap them out all the time, right? Rather mm-hmm. than, than charge my device. Uh, and I liked it. I loved it, in fact. Uh, but I think going back to that from an industrial design perspective isn't really possible at this point. Um, maybe with some devices. I don't think Apple's ever going to do it. Um, I mean, what was the last device we saw that had a removable battery? The G5? The G5? B20. The B20 one. had one too. Yeah. yeah. I know the G5 did, and that phone was like, we know how that went. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, I, I mean, I think that would be cool to go back to it. I just don't see it being possible without taking design multiple steps backwards. And the other problem with that too is then it opens the door for third-party companies to make batteries for it yeah. because now it's an open door uh, even if they don't necessarily get Apple's blessing to do it or whatever the company is, which mm-hmm. then, to, to Apple's credit, like they want to control the entire experience, yep. so they're not going to want that because they don't know what battery is going to go inside there. And that was an issue with phones back in the day, especially yeah. Blackberries, like buying cheap knockoff batteries off eBay or whatever, putting them in your device and then like frying yeah. your phone and stuff like that. Yeah. Of course, they could make phones, all these companies could make phones uh, more easy to repair. And that's yep. something mm-hmm. that iFixit has long argued for. Mm. It, it wouldn't actually, you know, it hurt their bottom line, uh, I, I suspect, but it, it wouldn't actually be too difficult for them to do that. Mm. So, you know, it's a, it's a choice that they're making. Um, Rose, what do you make of um, some of the kind of pokes that other Android OEMs made at Apple, you know, specifically, I think it was HTC and LG said, we don't throttle our uh, phones. And then of course everyone made fun of that because (laughs) Android lag is this real and present thing. And I remember having like an HTC, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I I had an HTC Desire HD that like did exactly what Apple said it was preventing doing. Like I would try playing games on it. This is years and years ago, but I would try playing games on it. um, And after like 20 minutes, it would just shut off. Because I had had it for like six months and the battery degraded. So like, I, I thought it was so funny. It's an issue even for the the highest end Android phones, um, the Google Pixels and the you know the G the G series. Um, it it actually all companies struggle with this issue of of battery. Uh, that's the th- that's the thing that gives out the f- like the the first thing that gives out most mm-hmm. often. So. Um, I don't think there's much to be, yeah, there's not much to be uh, won by making those comments because everybody's had. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Bad experiences with their Android phones after about two years with the same battery. So it's, uh, you know, I, I appreciate that they tried, but... <laughs> <laughs> they, there's a reason that, as Pat said, Apple Apple did do this, and um, you know it's not it's not just about wanting people to upgrade immediately. It is because of a a better all overall stable experience. So I do understand that. I feel like phones should move to that the battery technology that's in the flashlights that you just shake them, yeah. and that's how it charges. There you go. So then, as you see people go down the street and they 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 shake their phone, and it's like, no, it's not a good jam they're listening to. They're just charging or their phone. Or it might be. Or it might be. You don't know. Yeah. But we should just all shake our phones and get our power that way. Let's start a Kickstarter now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Patent pending. 
Um, as a mea culpa, um, what did you make of the $35 replacement? Was that enough? Yeah, I mean, it was, because it was what, sorry, $60 or $79 normally. It was $100. It was $100. It was, it was pretty expensive. Yeah. yeah. It was a significant discount. So I think that's fair. I mean, they realistically, they didn't have to do it. You know, it's it was just kind of the enlightenment. The, like, the story was the enlightenment that they do this. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that was honestly fair for them to do it. And I don't think it was necessary per se. Like, okay, sure, there's, you know, users that have older phones and they're experiencing it. And I think maybe if they're, but if they're going to do it, I mean, now maybe just going forward, they should just keep it cheaper. Yeah. You know, I think that's probably the best way if you're now admitting this is what you do and then just say, or for 40 bucks, we'll, we'll let you change the battery and this won't be an issue. I think Mm -hmm. we could have been a little more upfront about certain things with it too. Like I I did a lot of reporting on the, so, so if you took your iPhone six in, I believe um, it didn't matter if it failed the genius bar test, they would just replace it no matter what. Mm. But I believe uh, if you took an iPhone 7 or 7 plus in, it had to hit this like 80, 80% mark in order for them to replace the battery with that discount. Um, I know that that makes things a little complicated, but I feel yeah. like they could have like shown that to people. Like this yeah. is how this is going to work. This is the discount. This is why we're doing this. Like explain things a little more, a little mm. bit more. Mm-hmm. Rose, um, if there's any long-term outcome from this whole episode, what is it in terms both of how Apple does things going forward, but I think also on a kind of wider industry level? On a consumer level, I think this was a really interesting phenomenon because it, all of a sudden, you know, it got into the mainstream mainstream news. And um, like even my mom knew about this story and she was like, can you believe what Apple is doing? But mm-hmm. I think on a lot of levels, you know, we've seen... Um, stuff like this before and particularly from Apple, like Mm -hmm. from people who follow it in the industry. Uh, So I think it's it's uh, maybe a a point in time when consumers in the in the broader sense are becoming more tech savvy. Mm -hmm. And that would be interesting to see. And, And if so, then we would hold tech companies to a higher standard. And of course, we should be doing that on a on a wide variety of levels. Um, particularly when it comes to things like privacy as well, which is not related in this case, but in in the overall sense of knowing what tech companies are doing and being more you know scrutinizing of them, I think it's important. And uh, in terms of Apple, I mean, yeah, I think Josh is right that they should proceed to now that that this information is out in the open and and they're generally known as a company that's good at customer service. They should make sure that it's as easy as possible to replace batteries mm-hmm. um, or else they're going to, to lose their credibility as a really good customer service company, which is honestly something that really sells them a lot of phones. And so. frankly, I can't see this as being an extra you know, line on the balance sheet where they make a lot of profit off of. So just yep. do it at cost. Keep, keep everyone happy. And in the long term, you'll get happier long term users. Anything to add, Pat? I was just thinking about like, so I, this was such a huge story that people reached out to me. My mom like asked me, what is this about? Like, what is this actually doing? And the way I explained it to her was like, if you're using, uh, she has a Windows laptop. If you're using your laptop and the the battery depletes to a certain point, just, just your regular usage, it goes into power saver mode. Mm. Um, So I, I mean, that was a surprise that no one else like kind of explained it that way. That that's kind of how this entire thing works and what Apple's doing to try to prevent your phone phone from turning off if it hits peak performance mm-hmm. um yeah I, I i don't know i i think they did a reasonably good job of responding to it i really don't know what more they could have done other than what i was saying before which was just be a little more upfront and uh 
clear with how the replacement process is going to work. All right. Uh, thanks for all your thoughts, guys. Uh, normally, we were we were going to talk about CS, but we have a bit of a shortened pod today, so we'll get to that next week with Ted, who is at CS on the ground for us. Cool. Uh, losing his mind as the lights go out. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. All you need to know about CS, anyways, is that Google Assistant is in everything now. Yeah. And Alexa is in everything. And if, you, if you buy something, it's in it. Yeah. And there's flooding in the desert, too. Yeah. 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 Yeah, but you know what I'm disappointed is that not everyone has introduced a 5G vaping phone. I know. I was waiting <laughs> for the 5G vaping phone. Yeah. Did there, you say that not everyone? That's <laughs> that's that's, I'm, that's the story. That's yeah. the story. Everybody should have introduced yes. it by this. Year. Every company. Okay. The, yeah. Sam, the Samsung Galaxy 5G vape edition. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> the uh, the Galaxy vape. Um, Hasbro just releases out this vaping phone and. Children are like, what do we do with this? It's like, it tastes great. Just try it. Oh, man. <laughs> we get addicted to smoking. Um, I'm sure next year, instead of everyone introducing um, vaping phones, they'll introduce uh, some kind of cryptocurrency, which is the wrong way to go, my friends. The 5G vaping cryptocurrency. That would that would be From Kodak. peak CS. <laughs> um, if you'd like to know why we're making these jokes, just twitter.com. Uh, hashtag CS2018. See all like the mm. stuff that is happening yep. there. Um, shout outs. Who wants to start? Oh, I, oh Rose, I have you a have a shout out. Okay. Um, okay. You know, it's, it's not. A, so basically, my shout out is to the first uh, phone, concept phone with an in display fingerprint sensor, which was from Vivo of all companies, you know, not from Samsung, not from Apple. Little company named Vivo, tiny little company from China, and nobody knows about it. Just kidding. It's like, fifth in the world or something i think it might even be higher it yeah owns, it's probably higher actually it owns one plus it owns, or, or it's related yeah. to one plus yeah, I, I saw people tweeting that like the new one plus might have a, a fingerprint sensor built into the display because yeah. they'll be like we have these leftover fingerprint displays where do we put them but we have one? the technology yes it's from synaptic not uh qualcomm and it is Apparently a little bit slower than regular fingerprint sensors, but you know, like it's sort of negligible, like it still works really well. So that is super exciting. That's my shout out. Nice. Josh or M- Pat? My shout out. because um, I know people have been waited waiting with bated breast for, for Switch Minute. For information about the Nintendo Switch. Um nice. so Nintendo held a surprise direct today that everyone knew was gonna happen anyways, and they revealed a new Mario Tennis game called Mario Tennis Aces Man. from the developers Ooh. of Golden Sun. A Whoa. throwback there for anyone who played the Game Boy Advanced RPG series Golden Sun. Um I I'm looking forward to it. I've always enjoyed the Mario Tennis series. I think it it's a sports game, but it like it's a very lighthearted sports game, like a fun sports game. Yeah. I think I told Igor about I've been playing Golf Story yes. on the Switch. Oh, nice. And it's kind of spiritually inspired by um, uh, Earthbound. Well, Earthbound, but also uh, Mario Golf, yeah. the Game Boy mm. Color. It's like an RPG, a silly RPG about a sport. Mm. Um, something about that appeals to the nonsensical side of me. <laughs> so I'm really looking forward to. Forward I to love this game. the tennis games. The, They're the really Mario fun. tennis games. They're so much fun. I'm hoping that there's going to be like some kind of RPG aspect to it because mm. uh, I think that that was key to some of the. I think there was a Game Boy Advance Mario tennis game I really liked that had like an RPG portion to it. Hmm. Anyways, this game's going to be dope, I hope, and I want it. <laughs> dope, I hope. Dope, I hope. Dope, I hope. Uh, my shout-out, so over, my shout-out is going to go to Google Play Music. 
reason the reason why oh you did the survey i did I'm, this one well, survey to hear the results of it uh well i just did it like a, a twitter survey there's like 75 that is very scientific yeah Don't it's not very scientific uh but it was like 75 people responded and i said what music service do you use and it was like exactly 50 percent said spotify and then google play music was second and then apple play or apple music was third however so that inspired me to try them all again because it's been a while I generally uh, use Apple Music, and then I would like dabble with Spotify, and I hadn't used Google Play Music in a while. Um, and man, like, so my my testing was just the the algorithms was just like if I just play one song, this is how I want my mix to start. What does it take it from there? And Spotify so bad at that, like it's just so bad when you just start a track and go. Uh, I love Spotify, but no, it's like it's great for playlists. There's exclusive stuff on there. Sometimes you get, but like yeah, if, use it for a while before that playlist. Makes yeah, sense. but the Google Play, Google Play Music, like with no background, nothing. It was just like this is the style of song I want. You hit start the station based on the song, and man, like it would just go for like two hours, three hours, and maybe you get like one dud in there, kind of thing. Like I am yeah. really impressed. With, I've experienced that too. It's, it's so really great. Good. It's just fantastic if you like have a party or whatever. Like this is the kind of vibe I want. And when you listen, you can kind of exactly picture what the algorithm's picking up, like of the song. And it's just I'm just really impressed. And I admittedly wrote off Google Play Music for a while, and yep. and man, it, I'm just really impressed. So shout out to that. That's awesome. I'm gonna have to check it out again. Yeah, it's good. And if you have, or if you were one of the people that bought like a Google Home, really cheap and stuff, you get three months of subscription for free. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. Um, so that's what I did again because I have a couple Google Homes. So I was like, yeah, I'll just give it a try. Oh, nice. yeah. Really nice. Uh, my shout out goes to a graphic novel I recently read. It's called The Hospital Suite. It is by John Porcellino. Um, it is. It was heartbreaking to read. It is basically about his experiences with Crohn's disease and then the kind of uh, mental uh, breakdown that he has after dealing with all his life illnesses um really great just like super easy to read style um if you kind of need something like that in your life or just want to feel some empathy for someone check it out he does also does this great uh comic called uh king cat which i'm looking forward to checking out because it's about his really cool cat called um kukoch um and is i'll have to show you guys what the cat looks like in the drawings because this cat is just like the coolest thing ever (laughs) comic about a cat i like that nice it's like it's been done before and the cat hated mondays and like (laughs) lasagna (laughs) (laughs) Uh, on that note thank you everyone so much for listening uh we'll catch you next week if you'd like to follow mobile syrup you can do so at mobile syrup whether it's on instagram uh, facebook or twitter um you can also check us out on uh, Google Plus if you're one of those I know I make this joke like every single time it's a worthy joke uh, <laughs> um, uh, so many Google Plus followers though like so many shout out to our Google Plus followers nice uh, Josh where can people find you uh, tw- uh, Josh com or at Josh McConnell on Twitter uh, any recent articles people should check out uh, I just did uh, one on Ticketmaster and kind of some of the technology they're using to reinvent how ticketing is mm-hmm. done which was kind of fun i'll say and, snarky comments yeah, for twitter yeah so it was good send your snarky comments my way uh, and i have mm-hmm. another one coming probably this week or next and now that uh, josh is a mercenary you'll hear him more often on yeah. the circuit last yeah also he like lives basically like next door to us yeah he can like throw a football here perhaps, yes if i knew how to throw a football this is <laughs> if you've seen the disaster Same. artist you'll know this is important <laughs> stuff to know yeah. um pat where can people find you you can find me on Twitter at, at Patrick underscore O'Rourke, and I'll probably be 
I don't know. What am I making fun of lately? I'll, I'll be tweeting about uh, Dogecoin. Nice. Dogecoin is a very good topic to tweet about. Uh, Pat writes for this site. You may have heard of it. It's called Mobile Syrup. <laughs> I do sometimes, occasionally. This podcast and, is vaguely related to and Mobile sometimes Syrup. inside Timmy's.com. Yes, sometimes. Once last year. Yeah, we got to do another one. Yeah, I, I was part of that too. Yeah, you were. I think it's time for a new hash brown comparison. Oh, that was so great. You mm. you weren't there that day. I was, was not. It was so good. I took like macro photos of greasy hash browns. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. It was amazing. These are the deep cuts you get after a two week break from the syrup cast. <laughs> Rose. Um, you can find me at Rose Bahar or on this very same website, Mobile Syrup, where I also write. Very nice. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Bye. <laughs>catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi Mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started